Hey everyone. Hey, hi, hi, it's me. It's Jeff and welcome to another glorious episode of Jeff has cool friends. I'm Jeff and I, I have cool friends. I kind of blew it on that one. I just kind of said the name and then tried to explain that. Anyway, I have a very cool friend with me uh, today. Uh, if you follow me on social media, then you will be very familiar with this person's work as they are the ones that drew my, is it avatar? Are we still saying, av is it Avi? Is it profile picture? I don't know, but he's the artist that did it. Uh, he's one of my very, very good friends and one of my favorite people on the whole planet, Dave Perillo. Dave, hi. Hi. How do, don't talk <laughs> to me. like a Jerry Lewis kind of high. Hello. Hello, lady. <laughs> Uh, Dave, we go back. So we go back kind of, kind of a ways. So, so yeah, so far back. Almost 15 years. Yes. That's so yes. we're, we're old is yeah. what I'm saying is we're old it, boys. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's I met crazy. you at the same time as when I met Tom Whalen and, um, uh, you, Tom Whalen, Scott Derby. I met you guys all at, at wizard world Philly. I think we believe the consensus was 2007. Uh, yeah, I huh. think so. Cause I think I started doing Philly in 20, oh, 2005, I think was my first time there. Yeah, I was there. I was there at 2005. Yeah. I just didn't yeah, we, uh, like just you. Didn't cross paths. And uh, instantly we became we became good buds uh, because uh, I like the the pictures you do. Mm -hmm. You do good yeah. pictures. Um, yeah. We've had this weird threading, including a very, very strange story where uh, one of my very good friends who lived out in L.A. back when I was in Massachusetts was a huge fan of yours. To the point where she, when she came home for Christmas, brought a piece of your art from California <laughs> to Massachusetts to give me for Christmas. Uh, and uh, I started laughing when I opened it. And she got like a little offended for a split second until I had to explain to her that like, oh, no, this is my friend in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's actually, was it is, it's a wild stallions piece. And, uh, I don't know if you can see, but it oh, is it hanging. Uh, it is hanging right next to me. When I record, it is a, uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey inspired, uh, piece that I believe was picked mm -hmm. up at gallery 1988 Yep. in the beautiful Hollywood, California. That's a lie. It's not beautiful. <laughs> um, Dave, how yes. are you? Good. What's new? Uh, what's what's new? What's what's going on with you? Lots of work, lots of projects, which is good. Things are picking up. You certainly again. You certainly do a lot of projects. Do a lot of projects. Probably you, too many. You, uh, I mean, you know, you uh, have a, like a house, so I would say that that's probably a good amount of projects I to do. take on. Yes, because you have a house. Yeah, and so I think you, you know, bought a lot of that house with pictures that you drew. Yeah, most of it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and the other half was modeling. I get it. No, you you are a very you are a very sexy man. We're also yeah. both wearing classic gaming uh, yeah. cl clothing right joust. there. You're wearing a Joust, a Midway Classics arcade oh, Joust, yeah. uh, and I am wearing a Streets of Rage jacket. So we are uh, we are of our own generations. I think fifty percent of my T-shirts are classic arcade. <laughs> that's fair. You're not yeah. wrong about about having that information available yeah. and i do that too do you get a lot of crap from the people in your life and they're like maybe you should dress like an adult and you're like i i don't <laughs> nah because they, they i think they think i'm just special so they're like ah oh, yeah. another t-shirt with a cartoon character on it isn't he cute i think it softens my look yeah i have to do it because i'm like i need people to know that i'm no, not going to harm them <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I feel I feel like I feel like if I if I have a cartoon on my chest, people will be like, ah, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, nobody was ever murdered by somebody wearing a Bart Simpson t-shirt. No, that's not true. You've you've done official Simpsons art. I have, yes. You did for uh it was at Acme Archives? Yeah, I still I still do stuff. Yeah, still still do the Simpsons stuff for them occasionally. Who's your favorite Simpsons character? Mm, it would be Kirk Van Houten. <laughs> You're like Kirk. I think, I think can I, I borrow I a feeling? Yeah. <laughs> Is that because you kind of look like Kirk Van Houten? I think it might be. I, I kind of gravitate towards characters I think I look like, like Bert and Kirk Van Houten. Jeez, who, who would I be then uh, on The Simpsons? Would it be Simpsons. Would it be Snake? Oh. You, you could be Snake. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Or maybe yeah. just Troy, like... Troy McClure. I think more of a Troy McClure. Maybe Jose Canseco in that episode where with the baseball players. <laughs> You are you are uh, you are a very accomplished artist. Uh, I could I could start naming off all your credits, but one of the things that I am very very fascinated by is that you are also you you have found yourself a a wonderground uh, gallery artist for Disney as well as uh, you do a lot of like merch stuff mm-hmm. with them now, which is great. I've had a surprisingly large amount of official Disney artists on this show. Oh, I had Jared Mariama on uh, oh, I before. Heard yeah, I, uh, Chris Uminga. Oh yeah, I know. I've um, never heard of him. He's and uh, and uh, you, me, never heard of him. Yeah, uh, but it's it's fascinating to see some of the cool shit that you do. And one of the fun things that you do is you sneak your family into a lot of these pieces. Is that right? I do. Yeah. Is that something you had to get permission for? I never did. I just kind of did it, and then. <laughs> See if it flew and nobody ever said anything to me, so I just keep doing it. You just keep doing that? Yeah. That's pretty I think, fun. I think a lot of the other artists say they, they would have trouble doing it because they don't. I do like the ride attraction posters, mm-hmm. like so. Like there, there has to be like sometimes people on the rides, and why not have those people be me and my family? Yeah, you couldn't do like like a Chewbacca one, and then you're just like you and your family are just like in the bandolier. Yeah, that that'd be a little strange. Yeah, that'd be awesome though. Would be, yeah. You should cool. just the do that. Figure like the little bandolier strap where you could carry the action figure. Yeah, you could carry I the. Thought was a very lame toy. <laughs> a re- real, a real sh- thing to make for 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 George to be like, this is what we got to do. <laughs> this is this is what we gave the thumbs up for. But there was a lot of that though. Yeah, yeah. well, it was yeah. funny too. Like I'm assuming you've seen the toys that made us. Oh yes. And uh, when they talk about like all the Star Trek toys, and they just found. Sh- toys and just put star trek labels on them oh yeah and that helmet the helmet with the flashing light the funny thing about that you, you've seen that thing, oh yeah right? the, so that actually made it into the lower decks cartoon star trek lower deck show of course they they, sh- they shoved it in a closet and they opened up the closet and that thing fell out and it's like now that is actually star trek canon lower decks i've i've only gotten a couple episodes in it's something that you know i've been a little too busy to watch but everything i've heard of and seen from it it seems to think that that it's a very fun and irreverent way to view the star trek universe it is and it does some deep star trek cuts like if you're a fan of things like it it's for it's very much for star trek fans so are you a big you're a big star trek fan I, I am, yeah. So I used to go to the, the conventions. The last episode I had on with Jennifer Muro, she was a she's a writer for um, Prodigy. Oh yeah, I haven't seen Prodigy yet. Though. Oh, so you're just yeah. like a bad person. I'm a, <laughs> I keep hearing it's good. It's it's that's the one on Nickelodeon, right? The uh, you're the one on Nickelodeon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> roasted. Ooh, toasty over here. The last time I saw you was we were at the Providence Place Mall. 
in uh, August mm-hmm. of, was it last year? Was it 2020? 2021? What was last it was, year? It was July. It was, I think it was, it was July. It was something around there. But uh, I happened to be at home. And now normally where I'm from, where you're from, it's five hours apart. We're not gonna, really going to see each other unless right. I'm like going to drive out to Philly to do a show or something. But you happened to be in my neighborhood. We went to the Providence Place Mall, shopped around, uh, took photos of stuff that Tom Whalen's art was on and gave him the thumbs down uh, and just pranked him a whole lot. And then we just spent... About an hour and a half talking about, I think you should leave sketches. Mm-hmm. And, right. and then I jumped your car. That were, that's where you jumped my cousin's car. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And then I went and bought him a new battery. Yeah. And I told my aunt that it was literally the least uh, that I could do because uh, rental cars were like $1,000 a week at oh, the yeah. time. They were so out of control. No, There are no, like no rental cars anymore. Yeah. Every time I go home, I'm like, I need to find a car or I am screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, my, my car uh, was all stalled out. And then you gave me a jump and we talked more about, I think you should leave. Mm-hmm. That's all we want. That's all I that's ask. It. That's it. That's, that's the depth of our uh, friendship. Can I, be, can I be honest though? That was a highlight of my trip. <laughs> was just hanging out yeah. in a mall, laughing my ass off, talking about like coffin flop or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. See, just just thinking about it now, you start laughing. I know it's it's he's hilarious. You know, I I started digging around and finding other things he's done. Like I found he was on a show called Characters. Oh yeah, he's and, on him. Uh, yeah, he's had some great yeah. stuff. And then it was like the best episode. Of that, yeah, I think. And Detroiters. The Detroiters is hilarious. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I really love about you is that you really do lean into your sort of like fun, goofy nature, your, you know, like your nerddom, you lean into it, I'd say as heavily, if not more than most artists that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that really refreshing that you, you don't, you, you make no apologies for enjoying the things that you like. And I think a lot of people tend to sort of put a lot of their nerd stuff on the back shelf. Yeah. You collect some interesting stuff. Yes. What are you a collector of? I have, well, probably the most interesting thing is the vintage mental metal lunchbox collection. So, you know, the old, the old lunchboxes that kids used to carry around from 1985 and, and anything before that, (laughs) because they stopped making them in 1985. Yeah. Which is it's a fun fact. I don't know if you know, do you know what the last metal lunchbox was ever put into production? Was? I would love to know. Let's see, 1985. Yeah. The last metal lunchbox, 1985. Is it, uh, it's probably going to be something obscure, but I'm really going to try to date it specifically and be like, is it like Mr. T? No, they never actually did a metal lunchbox. They had an 18 metal lunchbox for Mr. T. But the, the the reason why they stopped making them was where kids were they whacking were, each yeah. other with them. No, no. It makes sense why they went yeah. off the market. They're weapons. And the, the, the irony behind the last one going off the market was it was for Rambo, an R-rated Sylvester Stallone <laughs> action movie. I l- super violent. I love... So there's an interesting thing about the I because I used to teach a unit about um like a Reagan era America. And one of the things that was the most fascinating aspect of it is how adult movies were marketed towards children because of deregulation. They would like every R-rated movie you can think of yeah. that was even remotely popular got like a cartoon and a toy line. Like commando. 
Yep, toy line for Commando. Yeah. Um, there's a Rambo had a cartoon and it had a toy line. I had, and the by the way, one of the toys came with like a little rubber whip, and my brother used to whip the shit out of me with that thing. It was like a real whip. Yeah. It was just to scale. Yeah. Like it was a sixth scale whip, <laughs> and he would just whip me with that son of a. Yeah. I think I bit it in half because I was sick of getting whipped with it. It might still be in your digestive tract then. You could be somewhere in your body as half of a whip. Yeah, and just I'd poop it out like a little tail. It's a little whip I think tail. It's a tapeworm. It's not a tapeworm. It's a Rambo whip. Yeah. Th that is very funny though. That could you imagine going to I remember I went to I must have been in like third grade or something and I wore a Nightmare on Elm Street 4 t-shirt and I got in trouble. <laughs> Cause, yeah. I always think it's funny when you see at Halloween kids dressed up as like Chucky and like little kids. I like yes. I, this year I was walking around. There was a couple of little kids dressed as Pennywise the Clown. And I'm like, these are straight up horror movies. Why are that's kids dressed up as maniacs? It's it's mild child abuse, I think. Because <laughs> it, it, it's yes. like it's one of those things where you're like, OK, well, the parents did this. Yeah, well, Freddy Krueger is really an odd one too for little kids because it's like, do they molest themselves? That's the yeah. what one of the ones I on like I never really understood. I mean, I get why the movies are popular, but the character of Freddy being so popular, it's like he's a child molesting murderer. I know. Like I know he does some good bits. Yeah, but even then, he's, his, his comedy's not that great. You know, he's kind of a hack. But yeah. I'm like, you know, that guy's like a like a child molester. <laughs> ah, make a toy of him it's like the cosby of the 80s oh that's the cosby that's actually <laughs> it's fair it is weird to think about like the popularity of because like horror movies for me like i'm not a huge fan of the genre like i'll watch a good horror movie every once in a while but like i, I don't i'm not one of these people that's like voracious for them yeah. um i don't feel bad if i missed out on them i've never seen a conjuring that feels good that's a unique fandom the horror the horror crowd i feel like they're the last bastion of they love everything you know what i mean like i don't hear horror when you go to these like horror conventions and and the horror fans are there they're not complaining that insidious three wasn't was a total sellout <laughs> i mean they, they there are there still is toxicity in the fan bases oh, you know sure, yeah. like that that does happen but you're right that they're just so it's funny because it's a group of people that i feel like have always felt like outcasts i mean the joke i used to make is that horror fans are horror fans because they like seeing the cool people get murdered yeah. Uh, it's just like, oh, people are having sex and then they get killed. No wonder you like that movie. <laughs> but now that the internet and social media has made every group become this sort of like amorphous blob, I feel like nerds aren't nerds anymore. Because mm -hmm. they all found their tribe. Like everybody's found their their team to get behind. And horror fans are right there. Well, horror fans have always been a close knit group. I feel like they, they, you know, you go to those horror conventions, they all fit a certain mold and I, you know, Hey, mold is I, right. I, <laughs> I think, you know, there's people like I enjoy horror movies. I, uh, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would put myself in the same category as the, as the fandom of horror movies, you know, but I, I do like horror movies. What's your favorite horror movie? Ooh. That's probably, it's probably either nightmare on Elm street or, Halloween. Yeah, um, that's boring. Yeah, I know. 
Those are boring answers. <laughs> thought you were gonna they say something really fun. Uh, you see, that's the thing. If I was like a horror fan, I'd be like, uh, "It's just you know, I, I like." And then I would same same some name some like Italian horror movie that you never heard of. Yeah, right. Where there's maggots, some Fulci thing. I'm not. I just you know, I like my '80s. I like '80s stuff. So if it like landed in the '80s, it's like you like stuff like, from when you were young. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. an easy that's an easy thing to unpack. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot about horror, and I. I, I think about like all the movies that people try to get me to love and I just don't like them that like evil dead Two. Everybody's like, you have to see evil dead Two. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. It's the <laughs> best. Yeah. And I watched it. I was like, Oh no, you gave me a different movie. Cause this isn't the best. Yeah. This is not, I mean, and it's like Sam Raimi, obviously he's, he's cut his teeth a lot and, and made quite a name for himself and, and everything like that. But also yeah. like, I'm kind of sitting there just being like, ah, is this, am I supposed to be really into this? Cause I'm not, I'm not right. Are you an evil dead fan? I, yeah. I like, I, I like that stuff. I think it's funny. I think I like the character Ash. I think he's, you know, I like army of darkness. I like army of darkness more. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But I guess that's yeah. more to my, like army of darkness. Isn't really horror. Army of darkness no, that, is more of like a yeah. sci-fi yeah. fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's really fun. You um, you do a lot of like most of your artwork is pop culture, um, yes. if if not all, really. I mean, you've done some things, I'm sure, outside of that, but not that I'm aware of. Well, I just did an uh, Eagles poster this year. That's like that... the football team. Yes, not the not the band. Um, how does that happen? Uh, they looked for local Philadelphia area artists to do it. They had an artist poster series. Mm. And they reached out to me and and Tom Whalen. We both got to do them this year, and that was pretty much it. They were just looking for artists that were local to the Philadelphia area that they made. We got to do a poster for the game you were that that was that week, and then they gave them out at the game. Did did they give you tickets to the game? <laughs> no, not exactly. Uh, I got into the game. I was allowed to stand and watch the game. I did not have seats. So wow, that's so nice of them. <laughs> it was very nice. <laughs> what? Uh, when? When was that? What was the date of the game? Oh, that was that was in December too. So it was nice. Oh, and that's the, that's like getting a five dollar <laughs> Applebee's gift card. Yeah, you're just like, well, now I just have to go to an uncomfortable place. Yeah. Needless to say, I left at halftime, so uh, I wasn't about to yeah. endure any more cold. You're the smartest days. Eagles fan I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. but that was pretty that fun. Wasn't, that wasn't pop culture. That's, that's a little something different. Yeah, that's fun. Did they, um, I mean, they pay you for that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering about that. I was wondering if it was one of those <laughs> things where like a multi-billion dollar, uh, franchise is going to be like, we're taking submissions and you're like, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, exposure anymore. <laughs> Same. Yeah. That's I don't think anybody really should do that. I've had that happen recently where somebody asked me to cover something for them. They were in a bind and they needed somebody to do an interview for them. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm really, I'm backed up against the wall. Could you do this for me? And I was like, yeah, man, no problem. And it ended up being about four hours of work because I had to do research and I had to get stuff right and ready. And then I had to get up early and, you know, I had to sign on to the Zoom for the press junket and stuff like that. And this is a person that I really love, but I forgot to ask if I was paid yeah. And afterwards it was like, oh, sorry, it's not. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's my bad for not asking. Right. Future reference. I don't work for free. Yeah. 
not because I'm being a d about it, but because my time now with all the work that I do, my time is too valuable. I don't have any free time. Yeah. So if no, you're going to you. take four hours out of a 24 hour period, you're going to pay for that. Right. And he tried to pay me too. And I'm like, don't like out of pocket, you know? And yeah. I was like, no, that's not going to yeah. work. Like you're paying for this right now for me. Like this is what am I, what am I making off this? That is true. Uh, you don't even want to know. <laughs> the answer is about, about as much as I am. <laughs> um, fair enough. Fair enough. But that being said, I mean, you, you, you've, um, you've got a lot of stuff that, um, oh, I forget what the name of the art show is. The big oh, one. The Festival of the Arts. The yes. I mean, that just uh, wrapped, right? Uh, this is the last weekend. Okay. And, and so, up. which means that it just finished up, uh, from when this goes up, <laughs> people don't yeah, know. Yeah. That. Yes, yes. So now you had some pieces in there. Is that correct? I did. I did four things for that. Tell me about those four things. Uh, well, like I said earlier, I do like the attraction posters. So every year I try and pick different attractions. Uh, I, I sometimes pick obscure ones that are no longer with us. They that have closed down. People seem to like the defunct rides. So this year I did one for Maelstrom, which was in Norway, which was a, a Norwegian boat ride that, oh. that they then has have converted to a frozen ride. Obvious for obvious reasons, you know, frozen is very popular. They're going to stick a frozen ride in Norway. And but was that was that like um the log flume? It sort of was like a well, it wasn't like a log flume. It was like a boat ride, but there was a it had a neat feature. It had a like a backwards drop, but it wasn't a big drop. It kind of like sent you backwards on a boat, which was I don't think I've ever seen any other ride do it. The mummy does that. The mummy the ride mummy, at Universal, uh, but it's more of like a you're you're on more like a coaster more than a boat. But like you, they have you ride up and then you see the mummy scary and then you just yeah. go backwards the the same way you just came okay it's uh it's it's uh val's favorite ride and, uh -huh. and i i'm like i hate this <laughs> yeah i've been to uh universal in forever so i'm a I big guess. universal guy yeah disney to me is just too expensive and too much of a drive for me oh absolutely it's it's outrageous i don't, <laughs> I don't know how people afford it i you know, people love it. I'm fortunate because I do these posters that, you know, I get to go to the parks and bring my family and they get to experience it. But, you know, it is very expensive. And that's part of the reason why I don't get to Universal is because I'm already there yeah, doing Disney stuff. And then it's like, well, I don't have time to go to Universal too. But one of these days, like, I want to, I haven't seen the, the Harry Potter and I was a that. I was a gold member at uh, I, I had a gold pass. Oh, is that what they call it at Universal? The, the annual yeah, yeah. The annual passes you could get like the silver, which is like the regular one, but the gold one has like free parking and like you get fifteen percent off of food and stuff in the park. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, f and less blackout dates. Yeah. And I'm like, well, f it, man. If I'm gonna pay hundred and fifty bucks or whatever for something, if I pay three hundred and I can do it more and get money back and not have to pay for parking. I'm just going to do that. Yeah. Um, that yeah, being I close to a park, I would do that. I just don't, have, you know, my closest theme park near me is great adventure. I'm not going <laughs> <Yeah, that's not laughs> to get a annual pass to six flags. Great adventure. Yeah. That seems like that's just, you're going to, it's going to watch like gross teens making out. Yeah. That's not a good place. <laughs> yeah. The, like the Disney adults thing I always find interesting. Like I have a lot of friends that are Disney adults and it I'm is. always like, Hey, why, why, what? 
might be that it might go with that thing it's they grew up with it so now yeah. it's it goes back to that i think our generation has this fondness for our youth more so than i think previous generations I, i'm not sure exactly why but you know i saw I a, we didn't have to go through a war <laughs> i saw it i saw a tweet from uh from my friend joe star did a tweet and, and i i would like to summarize i'm going to paraphrase it but it's basically like this generation's kids are going to grow up hating pop culture and they're going to save us all because we are, we have such of this like arrested development because of how sort of the world turned out. I think that we're just like, well, I'm going to get some toys still. Yeah. I'm 40 with toys because <laughs> what exactly. else, what else yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you'd maelstrom. What else? Oh, uh, spaceship earth. The big golf ball. That's oh, that's the big, the big Epcot piece. Yeah, yep. The center. Okay. Um, the Tower of Terror. Ooh, that's interesting because I, I like that ride because the Twilight Zone theming to it. Mm -hmm. They 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 took that away from the California. No, it's Guardians uh, of the Galaxy now, right? Now Guardians, which is also a good ride. It's a cool ride. It's like, um, isn't it like the same ride? It's the same operation of the ride. They just rethemed it so. So yes, it's the same ride. It's the same ride. Yeah. That's a pretty <laughs> semantic way to try to correct me. Well, you're like, well, it's not the same because there's like a raccoon. <laughs> they did actually, they did actually change the way the ride works too, because Tower of Terror is a straight drop, and Guardians is more of a bounce. <laughs> if that makes sense, I it bounces you more than just drops you in, like, which I enjoy. I enjoy bouncing more than dropping. I went on tower of terror when i was uh what 16 it was 1998 i went on tower of terror and i went on it once and was like i don't ever need to do this again like that wasn't as soon as they opened I, the door yeah. i was like <laughs> yeah i don't like to, to free fall i don't like that feeling but i no. love the twilight zone aspect of it because i'm a huge twilight zone fan yeah that i just want to see all the cool twilight zone stuff and then i hate the part where they drop you here did was there any licensing problems with doing a twilight zone themed piece so, like that yeah I, I wasn't allowed to actually put twilight zone on the piece so oh. it just says the hollywood tower hotel because you have to uh, because then they don't want to if they put twilight zone on there they have to uh they have to pay the family pay of twilight rod zone. serling or whatever yeah so it wasn't too big of a deal i just you know rework it they're pretty cool with you know how you do stuff the underground they let you do almost whatever you know the only things that come up is something like that where if there's twilight zone on and you can't use twilight zone you're telling so. me about it i saw chewbacca on cloud city with a bowcaster in a painting uh at wonderground and i was like he didn't have that on cloud city he had a blaster rifle on cloud city i was i don't know why i got so angry at that but i got so angry when i saw that i was like what the actual <laughs> wow he doesn't awesome. have it there no do your research man <laughs> they got get called out on that. he's got c-3po in the net on his back yeah, he's in like the droid the yeah rifle. yeah and he's holding the bowcaster mm -hmm. and i was just i it like it's i seethed when i saw yeah. that because it yeah. was it was more whoever was in charge of like i guess being like the editor or, yeah. or whatever, like, I don't know, like whoever does approval. 
because usually Lucasfilm's really well, on it. Really, yeah, they're really on it. They usually are. I'm surprised because I've done things for them and, and they pick on the smallest little details. Like if there's like a wrong amount of lines on a Stormtrooper helmet, they call me out on it. So I'm surprised that that actually uh, flew. So. Uh, it's the scandal of the century it is. right here. <laughs> the bogus. Maybe he went back to Cloud City to get revenge. <laughs> And exploded C-3PO while he was there. He took apart C-3PO again. Why are you doing <laughs> this? That's a Chewbacca. <laughs> Let go of me, you furry oaf. Just tearing him apart. So what's the, what was the last one? What was the fourth one? Oh, uh, Orange Bird. Orange Bird. The orange that, Bird. Very that, popular Orange Bird. That is a that is a very popular. Uh, is that a a ride? No, Orange Bird was created in the 70s for the Florida, by Disney for the Florida Orange Grove Grower Associate, whatever, the orange farmers in Florida. They decided to team up with Disney and create a cute little character. Orange Bird was their spokesperson. They also had a former Miss America. I think it was like Anita, Anita something. I don't know. But she then, in the late 70s, early 80s, started going on tirades about anti-gay speak and then the orange bird disappeared <laughs> so he sure did he, he went away super fast yeah. the whole the whole program disappeared and then it wasn't till the, like in the 2000s i believe in tokyo disney because tokyo loves cute things and they dug up orange bird and started using them there super popular what's that Comes is back. it kawaii is that what they call it yeah they love they love their cute that's why jared does all that cute stuff oh yeah jared kills it yeah um, so that's why Orange Bird kind of made a comeback, and now he's back again. And again, it's one of those things like it was people remember from their past, and now it's back again. It's very kitschy. Yes, it's like avocado colored um, appliances. Yeah, it's just like yeah. it's something that's very reminiscent of when people grew up. Uh, one of your pieces actually ended up being turned into a little statue. Oh yeah, is that right? Yeah. The Walt and Mickey mm -hmm. hand in hand, right? Yeah. How'd that go? How, how does that happen? They, you know, I did the artwork. Um, it was supposed to be for the 65th anniversary of Disneyland. I did the artwork for that. The 65th anniversary obviously did not happen. It was during COVID. I mean, it happened. It just wasn't. <laughs> just Nobody celebrated it. But they, so the artwork didn't actually get used, but they already had the vinyl in production because they, you know, they saw it on the art. They said, let's yeah. turn it into a vinyl thing. It's kind of a homage to the statue that's in the center of Disneyland and Disney world. When you walk in, there's a partner statue with Walt and Mickey. So that's my interpretation of it. Mm. Um, uh, it, it cool. It's yeah. pretty rad. Cool. You also did a pair of mouse ears. I did yeah. uh, Mickey um, uh, tickling the ivories and, uh, and mm -hmm. playing a drum. Yeah. Is that a thing that you got to like submit for, or they, or they hit you up because they had been working with you already. They hit me up. They were doing a whole designer art, designer ear series for different artists were supposed to do them so jared did one uh shag did one um i think the plan was to have a bunch of artists but i think it's kind of fizzled out so luckily i got mine in before it fizzled so um, shag is one of your like a big influence on you right oh yeah yeah so what was that must have been like to sort of be you know holding oh, hands that's wild because i remember that's kind of got me started in the whole pop culture doing pop culture art because like I originally like in high school and stuff like that wanted to draw comics. I, you know, I thought it'd be cool to be a comic book artist and try and draw like Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. 
We all we all wanted to do that, right? Yeah. So, but then I wasn't that good at it. And then, you know, I started reading like more independent comics and like Jim Mahfood and stuff like that, you know. No, oh, yeah, he's great. Stuff. And I'm like, well, I can I can draw. I can draw more like that. And then I wandered into a gallery in New Hope, Pennsylvania, I remember, and I remember seeing shag stuff for the first time. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. These like acrylic paintings. It's very like tiki-esque, like tropical, you know, these bright colors. I'm like, I'm going to try and start doing stuff like that. So then I started doing little acrylic paintings similar to shag, you know, with fun little monsters and goofy, weird things like that and selling them at a gallery in Philly. And then I started just doing more and more. I, I started doing digital stuff. And that's when I started getting into the, uh, the more pop culture stuff and doing the prints and going to the shows. Hmm. And then, well, because when I met know. you, you were selling mostly three by five, yeah. small three by five prints of, of uh, you know, individual characters. Mm -hmm. And it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, well, a cool thing, by the way, I don't know if you do this, Dave, but um, one of the things is if you are listening to this for free, thank you. I appreciate your ears. If you are listening to this on the Patreon, thank you way more because while I appreciate your ears, I also appreciate your money a whole lot. And if you sign up at patreon.com slash Jeff May for the $10 producer tier, uh, there's a cool thing where I say your name. That's it. That's what I do. But uh, we, we say your name on this show and then we can talk about those names if we want. We get to talk about it. So, Dave, I'm going to read you off um, some producer names, and you can react however you want. All right. So I'd like to thank Ricky Cilantro. I'd like to thank Big Booty Boy for 2069. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Shout out to the most well-prepared dead guy. Jumping rope, still a sport. Jeff not liking it, still a fact. That's That's a lie. Uh, big bad bollock Jennifer Fendelander at AV Foundry. Shout out to Patrick Dore, Bart Fartigan, a Steven riding the saw blade skiff from Highlander 2. That's a great move, Steven. Uh, shout out to Huey, Nerd Numbers, Magnolia Thunder. <laughs> yeah, they'll do that sometime. You earned, you earned that one. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's, I've, I'm, I've debased myself for a very small amount of money. Uh, Andrew, I put producer on my resume, McGuire. Uh, Rudy, jerks hate cool films, Rueda. Also, you're going to notice a lot of JHCF um, acronyms here because Jeff has cool friends. There it is. Uh, Jeff hates competitive fun. That's not true. I like sports. These products, services, and plugs are brought to you by Rad Mummy and listeners like you. Kool-Aid Molotov is ready for the revolution. Jared Ron. Ron. Fartholomew Martinez, the fartiest of Martys. Funky J, show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball. Gray man of the nightmare potluck. Everyone is welcome at the table. Jeff using deep blue sea memes to break bad news. I did do that once. Tyler Wilgus, asking seven. Kimball, the casual Frankenstein. Earl of Slander. Steven. Nicely played, Steven, but the game's not over yet. I have two Stevens at war in the uh, producer doc that I have. <laughs> there are two people that want to go by just Steven, and now they're now they're having a feud. And I gotta be honest, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely Steven on Steven. Yeah. It's a it's Steven on it Steven a, violence. Is it a PH versus V situation? Nope, it's, no? it's a two PHs. Uh, Mr. Billy Beck and Cody Beck, a married couple that both donate. You guys should be more like them. Mike Gouts, 
Uh, Lisa McCarty at Comics Book Girl. Comics with an X and Earl with a U. Uh, Just Pivo, Dr. DNA, Dr. Video, the scene in Meet Joe Plack where, where Brad Pitt dies. Uh, I'm never going to have a history podcast, you little sh**, so stop asking. By the way, I have recently received a lot of guff about that because I was just on Behind the Bastards, which is technically a history podcast. And so people were saying that I lied, but that's not my podcast. That's someone that's else's. Yeah. 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 Mackenzie, Sisyphus may be happy, but he's into CrossFit, so f*** him. Chill. I never thought of Sisyphus as being happy, but... Um, maybe I just never read the story mm-hmm. and I'm just remembering what I've seen in like Red Bull commercials and <laughs> uh, Instagram and Twitter's at Bob underscore of underscore skull. You know him. I know Bob. You know, Bob, Bob works here. He works your table at cons. He does. I met him. Bob, Bob the goon. I, I met has uh, I met him through you actually. And, and yeah. now look what's happened. Like a virus. Yeah, the best kind of virus, the one that gives me money. Yeah. Uh Jeff has candy in his pockets. That's not true. I have it on the table over there. It's Cadbury mini egg season, baby. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. No. Uh, shout out to Lemming Malloy, Norm from Cheers. Uh, extra shout out to Norm from Cheers, because he's the guy that finds all the swears and uh lets me know where they are. <laughs> Turds. <laughs> and then he lets me know when to bleep them out. Uh Shout out to Burrito Mouth. A big hey you to holy at ZTP Whiskey on Instagram. (laughs) You're making them work. Wouldn't that be great if I just swore this entire time? (laughs) Shout out to Taurus Bulba. You no. Uh, Hey, can I borrow your copy of The Iron Giant? Children love the meat Millie. Kelly says, get your booster, you gaslighting dip turds. Who's the master? Show nuff. Shout out to Lisa Harden, Jessica Robertson, Silius Ruby. My name is Jeff May, and this is not a Patreon name. This is a truthful confession that I do not like sports. The Digital Phil. Uh, Shout out to Bruce made Terry fight Superman before he got him karate lessons. You're a Batman Beyond fan, right? You did a, you recently did a Batman Beyond piece, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any more of those? I I do have some of them. I'm going to buy one of those from you. And buy one of those. Uh, every you could. By the way, everybody, you should definitely check that out. We'll talk more about that later. I don't need to plug your stuff in the middle of the podcast. But shout out to Jolly Buckaroo. Shout out to the ghost of Dave Thomas, Aaron Meyer. L go to at L Seldo on Twitter and look at my new puppy. Or go to Seldo. Tony Stewart killed a guy is a T-shirt you could make for remarkably cheap on the internet. Tony Stewart killed a guy. It was me, Jeff. I've been giving you $10 a month since the beginning so you could afford more gas station Pop-Tarts, keeping you sluggish. Just slow enough for me to kill Iris. Oh, excuse me, steal Christmas. Cronenberger Meister Meisterberger. Shout out to Wareth Kloffel. Uh, shout out to three Jacob Tremblays in a trench coat sneaking into an R-rated movie. Uh, shout out to my man Parker Aylesworth. Shout out to Christy Salinas, and of course, uh, an extra special shout out to the kitchen scene in Jurassic Park is why you shouldn't get lever door handles. Again, if you want me to do uh, read off your name, head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May, sign up for the $10 producer tier, and I'll do that. And maybe I'll curse during your name. <laughs> Tits. Crap boobs crap. <laughs> 
but yeah. So um, yeah, you've uh, when I was looking because you're kind of, and this is not to be, uh, this is not to say it in a negative way. Uh, you're all over the place. Like your, your work is found in so many different places through so many different galleries. Um, what's the best way for people to sort of have access to your work? Ooh, uh, I probably, on my, like Instagram, and then I usually have a link to my shop whenever, but my, I'm lazy with my shop because I don't know, I got to get better at that. It's always like a, like keeping stuff in stock, but. Is that because you're just not good at the technical aspect of the stuff or? It's it's uh it's more of a uh, having the time to oh my guinea pig is weaking behind me. Is that what that sound is? Do you hear that? I did hear it. Yeah, he's been chewing on the bars. It's driving me crazy. Uh, oh, they'll yeah, do that. Get his daily carrot. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I it's I, I it's the shipping, it's the packing, it's the it's the it's all that rigmarole of just managing a shop that is not fun that I, I you should have done the timothy doyle thing and just to hire someone to do it at this point in time i know i need i need a small labor force that that would yeah that's why you have kids man i know that's what tom does with his kids he's got like a little sweatshop in his basement rolling posters packing pins that's what that's what i those, need to do those pins man yeah those he got in with those mondo <laughs> pins and he was just like what if i do the entire marvel universe and they're like that yeah. sounds like the best idea we've ever heard <laughs> he likes things that he can stretch out you know he finds a little well that's venue. that's brilliant that's, that's the way to go yeah yeah like, yeah. like, like power like, rangers toys you know that like that is are. wild mm -hmm. that he just was like yeah i guess i'm the power rangers toy artist guy yeah you, you get on that train it's so yeah. funny he uh not that this show is about him but i was um at a store and I saw that universal has their, like, um, their has Halloween decoration stuff and with the universal monsters and the artwork looks just like his. And I was like, Oh my God, did you do this? He's like, no. Oh yeah. They yeah, took they, that from me. <laughs> yeah. They, they approached him and then realized it'd be cheaper just to rip him off. They, they approached yeah. him, had him come up with ideas, right. Yeah. Or, or whatever. And then they just had an in-house artist just steal his work. That is wild to me. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's uh, that's the dark side of the art world where it's the the uh, I don't know. That's I'm why sure somebody walked in and it's not even the artist's fault. They they were they were given a bunch of Tom's artwork and said, "Can you copy this?" And they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, there that has to be a little bit like uh shady when you're when you have like a job and a family to feed and they're like, Hey, can you steal this? Yeah. And you're like <sighs> They don't but they probably don't say it that way. They probably say, uh, we want you to recreate this this style. We like this style, you know. Yeah. I've seen it on like full blown movie posters where they have they're using photographs, but they obviously looked at Tom's layouts and yeah. borrowed them heavily. Which is weird because he's so unlikable. Well, that's probably why they do it. Because it's, you know, yeah. He's, Nobody's going to take his side. No. There's a fun story at a convention yeah. where you guys found somebody bootlegging your art. Mm -hmm. What ha What was that like? What, what, how does that feel? Yeah. Icky. <laughs> like, what's that like feel that, like? It's like, then you got to like have a confrontation with the person and be like, you know, you're, and then they're all like, oh, well, they just have this huge database of stuff. They just print out on like 11 by 17 sheets of paper, stick them in those sleeves and sell them at conventions. And they don't think anything of it, you know, like everything they sell is a bootleg. It's just like, you kind of got like 
lumped into an internet search and then they just printed out. So it was kind of cool because we went over to Wizard World and, you know, one of the good things they've, they've done not in the, from the shows, like they actually went over and had our back and told the guy he's got to pull the stuff. And then the guy's like, okay, I'll pull it. And then and we, we actually took it from him. <laughs> so we left with it and then we just tore it all up. So that was a good feeling. It's, it's so wild that Wizard's like, you have to pull these specific things. You got caught bootlegging. Yeah. I mean, in, his entire booth shouldn't be there. Yeah, well, that's it's the thing, right? Yeah, like, have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is that is a weird aspect of bootlegging, that sort of thing, where it's very uncomfortable to be faced with it and to think, I've probably contributed to that. I've probably yeah. bought some of those, like a $5 print, and you're just like, oh, this was a mistake. Yeah, it's the, it's the nature of the beast. I don't let it bother me too much. Like, people will send me links to things like on websites they're using your artwork on this. And it's like, I just don't, I don't have the time to police all that. So it's like, I, I you know, I thank them. I say, I appreciate you're looking out for me, you know, but the whole process on some of those websites to have them remove it is such a hassle. And they must do it on purpose because they know that you're just going to get frustrated and give up that sometimes I don't bother, you know, like eBay. And if you see them on like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, that 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 has got to be a, an interesting form of frustration because I, the thing is, is my art form is not collectible. You know, my art form doesn't appreciate in value. You know, mine is. It, there's a very sort of like Zen existence to polter, uh, podcasting, where you just kind of put it out into the ether and then it just goes. Yeah, and I mean, I guess the, the equivalent for you would be if you do your stand-up comedy and if somebody was to steal your jokes is kind of yeah it's your intellectual property it's your ideas your you know that someone takes and then just tries to use it for their own yeah which is, yeah i uh it's happened to me once where somebody took something directly from me and i uh i threatened them yeah and then they never did that again yeah <laughs> It's one of the benefits but of that's got to be tough for like, you know, some comedians, you know, it's like, what are you going to do if like you're a, uh, I guess not to be sexist or anything like that, but if you're a small woman and some I kill myself. guy oh. just steals your material, you know, you're a good comedian and something like you're going to go over and be like, confront them and they're going to be like, I, ain't, I ain't, you know, what are you going to do about it? You know, well, that's who's, who, who is the police to stop them? That's you have, when you I have, have the intimidation factor there. Yeah. Jeff. That's <laughs> when I'm like, call me. I'll, I'll say yeah. something. Yeah. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to break your arm. Right. <laughs> it does feel good to like sort of threaten people when they do wrong. Like obviously yeah. physical violence is in the threat of violence. It's not great, but also yeah. at the same time, like it's great when you can harness it for good. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice if the police could do that. <laughs> I want to go back to your, um, your, your, uh, collection, your, your, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. your lunchbox collection. Yeah. How many do yeah. you have? I probably have about 60 or 70 of them. That's kind of a lot, right? Yeah. It, it is a lot for that because they're they're not the smallest things. It's yeah. not like 60 Pez dispensers, you know. Yeah, that's going to say that's going to take up some space, right? Yeah, there's some shelves in my basement area, my man cave with, with them on there. Do you have a man cave? Yeah. I, yeah. 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 You're it's just set up. It's my toys and <laughs> it's like it's like it looks like behind you right now. If this is, I know this is audio, but I'm seeing visual yeah. and I can see, yeah. Oh no, like, yeah. So, so like I have this, like my recording area just has all yeah. sorts of like cool, cool. Shit. 
yeah. which which is awesome. But th- my recording area is also my dining room in my house that I live in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my roommate's super cool about me recording in the dining room. So yeah. she, she's just like, you can do whatever you want with this. And I feel really lucky about that because that there is definitely this aspect where you do hear about like sometimes in a marriage, one partner tends to like take control over what's being the, the common areas mm-hmm. are going to be used as. And they kind of have that like, it's a normal house. And then if you go down in the basement, you'll see where the, where there's fun. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I'm not, I don't think it's so much like that here, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, just, that's always just kind of been, I, cause I have so much stuff. I mean, like, I'm sure you're aware, like you, when you have so many collectibles, you need like a large area to, to, yeah. to put your tiny little people. In, yeah. <laughs> it, <them> display. <laughs> I've, you know, it's, I've tried to tone down my collecting and then I've like honed it more and gotten rid of a bunch of stuff. I got rid of a bunch of sideshow stuff that I had. Cause I was like, I don't need this. Um, but now I'm, I'm getting into like other things. Like I'm getting into, um, you know, like, uh, science patrol, his like vinyl, his, his vinyl pieces. I really like those. I never had any of them before. And then I met him and started to be like, Oh, this is awesome. And now it's just like, Oh, now I have another, now I have another hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, or like bootleg toys. Like I, I like to collect now like, um, vintage uh masters of the universe on package um because i just really like the way the the card looks the packaging I, I, I'm looks into like I, I like there's a lot of guys now doing custom toys like that are like throwbacks to retro lines oh yeah that, yeah so like the, like i have there's a guy making like he-man style figures of the dungeons and dragons cartoon characters see that's like i love that description for the yeah and like i have like I, I love Clash of the Titans. I have the whole Clash of the Titans collection. I have custom figures from that to like expand the line. Like that stuff, I get such a thrill out of. You should, you should come out to Designer Con. I'm a, I'm, I'm offended you haven't. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I've found is like that the new form of bootleg toys, which is like high end bootlegs. Um, and I did, uh, cause you were talking about that and I did want to grab, I, that I recently picked one up and it is, uh, yak face. Uh, it's, it's yak face, but he's dressed up like the 1989 Fleer Billy Ripken face baseball card. That is awesome. And I love that. I and love it. it's on like a star Wars sized card, but it's a starting lineup print. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's got him. They did a little trading card in there of him holding the the bat, and it says uh, "Yak Face" on it instead of "Fuck Face." Yeah, that is great. And that, that t- to me, I saw that, and I think it was like forty bucks or something like that. Oh, that's not bad. And I was like, that's worth it for me. Yeah, like that's a hundred percent worth it for me to pay. To like, because you know, if you pay for art, sometimes like a piece of art that size is going to be 40 bucks anyway. Yeah. Well, that's the weird thing. People like, it's funny because people buy my posters and they collect them. There's a lot of art collectors and I don't particularly collect art. I collect like I'm way into toys and retro throwback stuff like that. That's the stuff I collect. So I got this super seven doing their um, reaction line. They did a, they did a Santa Claus Optimus (laughs) prime. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I vintage toys and Christmas Mm -hmm. huge. 
That's yeah. huge for me. And then well, I, I'm not a big fan of the Star Wars ones they do. I, I like the the Christmas Star Wars ones. The think Christmas they Star Wars. They've been, they would they they've been putting out them. I think two years now they did the Christmas Star Wars figures where they they had like Chewbacca and he was white like an abominable snowman and the stormtroopers dressed up as like in Santa Claus colors. Oh, you don't like that? that? I think that it could be done better. Like that that Optimus looks good. I like yeah. that. Well, who's making those Christmas ones? Hasbro. Is it Hasbro? Yeah, that's on yeah. them. Yeah, because Super yeah. 7 always does a great job. Yeah. I have a bootleg um, I have a bootleg Vader. Oh, that's cool. And the card was done by um, Attack Peter, Peter Santa oh, Maria. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and so he uh, he ended up giving me one of those. So now I've like, it's weird that I started to pare down my collections and then just started to find new things that I'm collecting. Mm-hmm. It's such a, like, it's clearly a problem. Well, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's clearly an addiction for yeah. collecting, like, like hoarding. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I totally get it. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. What? I guess it could be worse. You could be doing heroin. <laughs> That's true. I lost or gambling I, or something like that. Ironically, I lost a lot of, um, a lot of uh, toys to somebody with a heroin addiction that, st- that stole them from me and sold them. There is a wonderful book by uh, James Gunn uh, called The Toy Collector, which is about a guy who sells heroin to feed his ever-growing Japanese robot toy collection. Oh. <laughs> it is a great book. It is, you know, uh, I don't know if it's in print anymore. It was, it's probably 20 years old now. It was, you know, back in his days when he was doing stuff for Troma. And, yeah, that's where he cut his teeth. Yeah, so it's a, it was a funny book. I, I you know, it'd be cool if they you know, turned into a movie. But it was an interesting story about this guy who starts selling heroin to buy Japanese robots, and he starts doing the heroin. And are you a big Shogun um, Shogun Warriors fan? Oh, uh, were yeah, you? I, so I <laughs> one of the my things that I had is from my youth was the Godzilla uh, Shogun Warrior, and he he is on my like list of things I'd like to get back. But Super Seven made see, I, I, a, I got yes. Do, do I you love it? Do you have him? Yeah. Yes, that satisfied my itch. I think because I don't know where I would put a full size one. And he is perfect. So it's funny. I got that as a Christmas gift for Dana Gould because he was talking about how he's like you know he loves he's obviously a big Godzilla fan and everything like that. But he also was like talking about how he's like I don't know if I have room for stuff anymore. I'm like, well, that is good then because this yeah. takes up a small amount of space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have him as well. I have that, uh, that Shogun Godzilla. Yeah. It's not hard to find him. It's hard to find him complete. Yes. And I was at, a sh- I had just ordered that super seven one and I went to a toy show and somebody had one and it was a decent price and he was missing the tail. That was the only part that was missing. That's easy. That, that's a, that's a, a no brainer. And I almost, but I had just bought that one and I'm looking at it and I'm like, where would I put him? He's huge. So I didn't. Yeah. He's about, he's what? Like a, uh, uh, two feet tall, maybe, maybe two and a half. I don't know if he was that big, maybe a foot and a half. Yeah. He was pretty big. 18 though. inches. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, how much yeah. was it? 125. Yeah. You should have gotten that. I, sh- I know. And it's, I, but <laughs> was his, was his tongue tab broken on the back? The tongue tab was not broken. The only thing that was broken was missing the tail and the spring in the arm that shot the fist was broken. Two easily fixable things. I know. That, yeah. I'm offended. 
I'm offended. Is there like a grail piece that you've always wanted that you uh, are looking oh, for still? Yeah, it's it's the the Clash of the Titans Kraken. The Kraken? It's, it's yeah. I saw one. And it the keeps other... going up in value. It keeps going like I, I kept passing it up, going, I don't want to spend three hundred dollars on it. And now it's but yeah, like, it's like a thousand dollars now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know what I was thinking. This is only this is over the course of 10, 15 years. It's jumped yeah. up. Yeah, that happens, especially during the pandemic. Collectibles went wild. I have a, um, I have, a, I saw the Kraken this week, or we, no, no, early la or late last week. I went to, uh, I know a, a buddy uh, who has a store called the Toy Depot, and I was up there and I saw, I saw the Kraken there, and I was like, oh, shit. and he's like, yeah, I got the Kraken. Was he was he selling the Kraken? He was, I think he was selling the Kraken. Oh. Um. He uh he had a clawful that was mint on card and I uh I recently got one and it wasn't in the best of shape but I was still almost tempted to buy it. Oh, another one. You would buy a second one to have the better card? <laughs> I don't know, like that's, if it's See, this are having a problem. This is a that's, problem, yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, no, I have it in a good yeah. I have it in a in graded and in a case and I'm still like, "But <laughs> I don't know. But this card's better. You know what? Yeah, you know what I? Carded. What I did buy though is I bought a poster insert of the Dragon Walker from He Man, okay. which is like my favorite vehicle. And I, okay. I also have that. I also have that toy. And they had it was like a diagram of the Dragon Walker. Oh. And it, but it was like a big poster size. And I was like, all right, That's I'll take this. Cool. Yeah. I'll I'll take that. There's some stuff yeah. I've I've found some cool. Shit in the wild recently that's um that's done okay that's my that's what i that's my dream is to find stuff like when you're i, I think it's it's such a rush if you find it like at a flea market or or just somewhere where the person doesn't is not aware of what they have and mm -hmm. i have come across things like that like i got a pac-man phone in the box never used at a flea market for like five bucks did you flip it or do you still have it no, I still have it. I kept it. It, it works. The working Pac-Man phone from the eighties. And it was in the box that it came in. Never used. Damn. I have, I have lunch boxes that have never been used with like the paperwork in them. Um, sometimes you just come across, like I think lunch boxes is one of those easier things to find and they haven't, unless you're going for certain ones, they haven't jumped up in crazy value yeah. to the point where you can't get them. The plastic ones always smell like milk. It was some like old yeah, milk when you open them. I, yeah, the plastic ones are bummed me out because it's just like it's only like a, it was like a sticker sometimes, and it was only on the front, and it's like. But there, then there's only certain properties that only got the plastic lunchbox treatment. Like yeah, there's no, you're not going to get a metal. metal you're not going to get a metal Centurions. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny too. Yeah, like when you look at finding stuff, I was at um, I was at a comic shop, and in their dollar bin, they had a Garbage Pail Kids the movie magazine. Oh. And that thing is worth like 130 bucks. Oh, really? And I paid a dollar for it. <laughs> and I didn't know it was worth anything. I just bought it because yeah. it was cool looking. It was in like perfect condition, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'll take that. And then later it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I found a, there was a Elvis Presley biography that was written. It's out of print. And it was like one of those like scandalous ones that came out. Like right after he died, and it's, I forget the author, I have it, um, but it's worth a lot. And I found it at like a, when there's like, I think a Goodwill or something for like a quarter. And it was like this hardback Elvis book. And I'm like, oh, I, I like Elvis biographies. And I took it home and I looked it up. I'm like, this is the one that came out, like the same guy wrote another biography about somebody else. 
these like salacious biographies that came out that kind of exposed the person before you know anybody knew all the dark secrets and then he killed them yeah he would do that he this is like right after yeah yeah he writes uh, the book then murders the person then releases the book then releases the book yeah it's the perfect it's the perfect thing you could possibly do um you is there a, a property or character that you prefer to draw or, or to create are they like what what are the things that you actually enjoy drawing because sometimes with artists they're like it's just a f- job for me now yeah um i like i like doing the um i, I always like working on star wars stuff the disney stuff is a lot of fun because you did mandalorians right yeah they were a bit tedious though because i i did it in such a realistic style that wasn't so much how i normally do things i like when i can i i think i like it more when i can do things in my own style it's not so much the property because i like so much that it's hard to like like when we when i do the shows at gallery 88 it's like nobody's there art directing me and i can do whatever i want and if it fails if nobody buys it if that's on me but at least i got to draw yeah. them exactly how i wanted to draw them didn't your gave me notes didn't your niece convince you to do hamilton for yes. one of yours and then it was yeah. the first group that sold out oh yeah yeah, I don't. I've never even seen Hamilton. People were coming up and asking me questions about it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah." It's like, "What's your favorite song?" And I'm like, hey, "The one with the shot." Yeah, the, the <laughs> only got one shot. Yeah, that was kind of like I needed to fill up the space on the sheet. I'm like, "Yeah, I'll throw it on there. It seems popular." So. And so. that one made just made you a couple bucks doing that piece, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. That so um yeah with the Mandalorian like was it their direction that you had to do it more realistic or was that your choice? I think I started doing the first one like that. And then it just evolved into that. Like, then they're like, "One do I was, my plan was just to do one. And then they're like, Oh, let's do one for each episode, like the title cards. And I'm like, okay. And then it just kind of got very time consuming. And, you know, that's when Lucasfilm was very particular about certain the way certain things look, you know. Yeah, you couldn't give the Mandalorian a bowcaster. No, there's no scene where Mandalorian's running down a hallway with a dis- disassembled uh, protocol droid on his back. <laughs> and yet, and yet, yes. Um. So, uh, what, are there any pieces that you've done that you really consider to be like you're like if you wanted some if somebody needed to get your sort of pathos based entirely off of some of your art are there pieces that you have where you're like this speaks about me more than most like this if you want if you want to get dave in in one piece of art it's this i don't know if there's one thing i mean i i think the earlier gallery 88 stuff is really when i that's how i like to draw but then commercially to make money i had to adjust that you know, you have to like polish it a little bit more. So I, I enjoy the more interpretive things. I like drawing stuff, maybe <laughs> a little bit more abstract, if that makes sense, you know, yeah. like, yeah, like just more of my personality comes out in the style of the, of the drawing in, in like some things that remember when, a lot of that's through gallery 88. Cause it's like, yeah. I can just kind of do whatever I want. Remember when he did the cinnamon toast crunch shrimp tail, tweet and then and then everybody blew up a spot about being kind of a dude and you're just like i remember when that happened and i was just like oh man that's a lot going on and 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 i the stuff that i knew i was like people are gonna unwrap this more 
and they're yeah. going to be like, wow, this guy is married to Topanga. Yeah, that everybody's. It got, it got crazier and crazier. Yeah, so. like watching it unravel, but also knowing how it was going to unravel because yeah. of knowing knowing the personal aspect of it. I was like, yeah. I was like, I can't wait for this to unravel. Yeah, because that that was like you know most people don't know anything about that, and then it then became like a like a news like a 15 minutes of fame news story kind of thing where you know everybody's talking about it and yeah it was a bit it was a bit on saturday night live i don't know if you saw that they actually did a a bit about it kind of really i don't i think um, i missed that one yeah it was a it was a it was a combination of a bunch of different internet things kind of gone wrong yeah it turned into a, like a, a prank a prank show like a, a web prank show that just went south and somebody found fish fish bones in their cereal that's how they i was like well we know what that is yeah and then that <laughs> and then that person was then outed as being a, a that's what it was yeah, he's, he's like he's like i found fish bones in my cereal and then all this stuff comes out and he had to make it a public apology and you got <laughs> milkshake ducked yeah y- yes that was <laughs> that's that was the, the first time i even heard that after <laughs> oh that yeah that was uh that was a tweet i think it was from krang t nelson who did the tweet yes. that's just like, everybody loves Milkshake Duck. And then 20 minutes later, we are sad to announce that Milkshake Duck is a racist. <laughs> Dave, you have a lot of really, really cool pieces. I I have so much of your art. I have I have just a lot of it. I, I try to get some every time I see you, uh, every time you're having a gallery show. Uh, I try to give you money for it whenever the opportunity presents itself. Sometimes you... Don't let me, but I appreciate uh, all the stuff that you do. You are one of my favorite artists. You're a lot of people's favorite artist. You're like Sam Witwer. You're like one of Sam oh, Witwer's yeah, yeah. favorite yeah. artists. Yeah. That That's gonna... wild because I met him at Pittsburgh Comic Con and he's buying my artwork and I'm like, I know you. <laughs> I watch you on the TV. Yeah. Oh, well, I know. Yeah. yeah. You're you're the Darth Maul, man. <laughs> and then the weird connection with him, too, is because he's friends with a lot of the people that you're friends he with. He was a yeah. friend I inherited through my friend, Laura Terry, who yeah. bought, bought that and uh, yeah. who, who originally brought me that piece that I was like, oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I remember wow, I. It's such a small world. When uh, you did a Muppets piece. And uh, this is back when my ex-wife and I were, were pretty cool. You did a Muppets piece, and I, I I tried to buy one off of you, and you sent me the piece and then the artist proof or, or the artist color, a different colorway. Yeah. And um, she, she took both of them. Oh, not cool. And uh, and and the guy was just like, I can't have one, can have one of these. A half, half a Kraken's worth of posters. I, well, that's the thing is like <laughs> I found I went looking because I was like, I really like that Muppet show. And I went looking for it. And I was like, oh, I can't afford that now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I that, should just get rid of a couple of them and and, and, uh, and get myself the Kraken. <laughs> honestly, you. <laughs> yeah. My own yeah. Do, do you not know that you literally print money? Does that not register yeah, with you? Yeah. 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 Like you I, could do. I my, my personal co- I always keep like two of everything for myself so. yeah you should probably do that then yeah yeah and also I know that this is weird but like you could probably just you know if you wanted to print look at it you could just print sure. one out for yourself yeah exactly yeah um yeah. do you uh do you do commissions or are you too busy sometimes I do the sketch commissions yeah like once a year yeah you know, what's the what what's what is it what is a rate for that I'm always wondering what people charge for, for a commit. Like what would it be if I wanted to 50 bucks for like one little, little one character on a five by seven is what I do. It's just kind of like a little very affordable. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, because I don't do it very often, and and I just kind of offer it up. It's 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 funny because I do it when I'm at the beach and I'm away from my computer for a week, and I can just sit at the beach house and draw, and that's kind of the plan behind that. So it's not like I want it interfering with like have it hanging over my head of people wanting commissions all the time. So, so when do you go to the beach? Usually in June. That's usually when the sketches go up. I do them in like a week in June. I would think so. That kind of matches what you just said. Um, So you're on social media, you're Monty Gog. Why? It was a cartoon character I came up with in seventh grade. It was a little man who lived in a trash can and he had a collection of uh, sea monkeys and he had a little friend named Nacho who lived with them. It was a dumb comic that I came up with and it just kind of (laughs) stuck. I love that you stuck with it because we both have like kind of like inaccessible uh, handles on on uh, Twitter and Instagram because you're Monty Gog and I'm Hey There Jeffro. Would have been so much easier if we just did our names, and we didn't. You you released uh, you definitely produce a lot of stuff from your your childhood. I know you had done the you did those like '70s PSA stickers. Oh yeah, I just like the yeah, McGruff the them recently. Yep, McGruff and Smokey Bear and Woodsy Owl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Woodsy Owl. Yeah. Woodsy Owl was terrifying because he was like nine feet tall. Yeah, you're not gonna, you're gonna definitely put the trash in the trash can if you see him. I mean, an owl is a vicious creature that eats. I, cause I remember I used to watch the PSAs and Woodsy Owl would show up, and it would be somebody in a suit, obviously, but the suit was so huge mm-hmm. that I was like, this yeah. thing is terrifying. Yeah um dave we are i've got i've got to let i've got to let you go and unless you're a patron and then people can stick around we're going to have a little talk um yeah. after that but um and dave you know, we don't want you know what this might tease people for them to sign up for the patreon because i want to talk to you and we'll do it after i want to talk to you about you have a question meatloaf okay because you have an interesting meatloaf story and i have an interesting meatloaf story and we need to discuss it because I saw yours and I was waiting to talk to you in person about it. So. Well, this is it. This is yeah. the spot. Okay. So if you are a patron, stick around because Dave and I are going to um, share meatloaf stories. Uh, the man, not the food. Although it could be the food it if you're food, if you're so freaky. Um, don't forget to uh, check out Dave at at Montygog, M-O-N-T-Y-G-O-G on Twitter and Instagram and also at Dave Perillo Art. Dot com and that's Perillo, P-E-R-I-L-L-O. Um, check out all the stuff. I know that you work with so many different galleries. Uh, Gallery 1988, you have stuff there. You work with Acme Archives. Uh, I'm like blanking out on Spoke some Art of them. Spoke Art Gallery is another one. You oh, do okay. Spoke Art Gallery. Spoke there, you did the sticker design for um, a print company that I saw, something club. Oh, um, Plush Art Club. Plush yeah. Art Club. You did yeah, the, they you, do posters occasionally. I saw their sticker at my comic shop and I was like, oh, shit, that's Dave's art. Like, I know your art now. Plush Art Club, you did their design and they, they're they're cool. They're cool people mm-hmm. that do that. So that's pretty cool. Um, for those of you that are listening and uh, want to hear what else I've got going on, um, currently right now, you can hear me on uh, Behind the Bastards, but you can also hear uh, this and uh, this show as well as Ugg Fine with Kim Crawl over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Jeff May. You can also check out Tom and Jeff watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network, as well as You Don't Even Like Sports and Unpopular Opinion, both on the Unpops Network. I got a lot more stuff coming. I don't stop moving. Uh, I have more more pods coming your way, so uh, you're going to want to check those out. Uh, Dave, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye to the people. Goodbye to the people. Except for the patrons. We'll see you guys in a quick split second. coming back.
Hey everyone, our artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as artnessbyjustinbrown.com. That dope music you heard is by Troy Nababon, available at Troy Nababon on Instagram, as well as at troynababon.com. Nababon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy, does that shred. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.